0: Yeah, praise god well we are going to wrap up today our study or our observation let's say because we're not studying all the subtitles of what takes place uh during the great tribulation but what we're doing we as a church have been looking at the time frames these time frames dictate what god is doing who he is doing it with and what he is seeking to accomplish now we have been through these time frames and we know that we as a church are in this time frame here these are the seven churches found in revelations two and three they talk about and unveil the condition of the present day church we would say well how do we know it's present day Because Jesus said in Mark, what I say to one, I say unto all. And so Jesus doesn't just speak to one, but he speaks through the ages that are to come. And this is the present day. This is where the kingdom of God is in activity and the seven churches are in a place of judgment as every individual is. He that is spiritual judges all things. And if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged with the world. And during that time, at the end of that time, we, the church, chapters 4 and 5 of Revelation, are raptured or caught away, according to 1 Thessalonians, the 4th chapter, verse 13, and we are with the Lord. And then it goes in through all of the things that are poured out upon the world for the judgment of the world. The reason that God is pouring out judgment is because he's trying to extend mercy and grace, a time of repentance in judgment. Yet these men are so hardened uh, that they reject Christ overall. During this time, there will be thousands and hundreds of thousands of people born again ushered into the kingdom of God up to this point here. And then this is where the last vials are brought to pass and at the end of the great outpouring of the great hailstones it says and it is done god has finished granting as it were judgment and mercy upon mankind therefore all options of repentance are shut and then what we're going to do since we have talked about the um, devastation of the world In that devastation, there is a constant erosion of the nation of Babylon. The uh, economic system of the world is unraveling and falling apart. So we're going to pick up right here at the marriage of the Lamb, the battle of Armageddon and we're gonna go down through. And we are going to go over here to the great white throne judgment and then these seven new things You can look up if you so desire, but it's the new heaven, the new earth, the new city, new nations, new river, new tree of life, and a new throne where Christ will rule forever. So let's start today, if you'll turn your Bibles, to Revelations, the uh, 19th chapter, and we're going to uh, look into verse 1 for a couple of moments here, 1 through 7, and uh, what happens during this time frame, from this time frame right here, where the marriage of the Lamb and the battle of Armageddon is set in motion, it is a bridge of time. It is a bridge that bridges the end of this great tribulation that is coming to an end, getting ready for the return of Christ. This is a bridge that allows this time frame to bring things to a completion and yet to begin the reign of Jesus Christ. So it's kind of like a bridge between two periods. And so it's not as distinct. There are things going on behind the scenes, but maybe not things happening on planet Earth. Things are happening in the kingdom of God, though. And in Revelation 19:1, it says, And after these things I heard a great voice, of much people in heaven, saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore. The great whore in this passage of Scripture has to do with the great Babylon that has given birth to rebellious nations and uh, then it says in the true and righteous and he judges for he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand and again and again they all said alleluia and her smoking her smoke arose up forever and ever and the four and 24 elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped god and sat on the throne saying Amen, alleluia. A voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all you servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and the voice of almighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad, rejoice, and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Now, this certainly speaks about the joining or of the oneness of the body of Christ and Jesus coming together. And we see that when he returns with ten thousands of his saints so during the time that Jesus has raptured the church to the time that Jesus is uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb is a time that the judgment seat of Christ has been taking place. And so we understand that we are being purged, we're being prepared, and now she has presented to Jesus a church that is ready to meet him. And it says, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed with fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saint. That's why I say that the judgment seat of Christ has lasted that period because now they are presented righteous and holy. And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, these are the true sayings of God and I fell down at his feet to worship him and he said unto me, see thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant, so this would not be an angel and it says because I am of the brethren, so he has had to be born again through the uh, faith in Christ Jesus and that I am a brethren such as thee and and that have the testimony of Jesus Christ worship God for their testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, which is the spirit of prophecy. So we begin to see that Jesus is now joining with the body of Christ that has been through the judgment period, which is seven, and has come out purified, whole, righteous, and clean. And then in verse 12, Let's jump down there. Well, let's go to verse 11. We can't exclude that. And I saw heaven opened. Behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as flames of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he Himself, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in the heavens followed him, and white, upon white horses clothed in fine linen and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sword, a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. He treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. He hath on his vesture and on his right thigh a name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Somebody said, I don't believe in tattoos. This is going to freak you out. And is. Yeah, it wasn't a little, uh, uh, you know, uh, not a temporary one, about two inches long that you can't read. No, this is down the side of his leg, freaking all the traditional people. Some turn around and run back to heaven saying this must be the false Christ. That's not in your Bible, is it? No, all right, okay. Okay. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, All the fowls that fly in the midst yourselves, gather yourselves unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit upon them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, and bound and both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. This is the beginning of the battle of Armageddon. The marriage lamb of, this, of, of the church is joined and they are gathered at a feast, The Supper of the Marriage Lamb. This is when the body of Christ having completed judgment is now brought together, sanctified, holy, righteous. And then the battle of Armageddon is set in motion. They are led by the beast which has deceived them and they have come to fight against the armies of God. Now the armies of God are made up of two sects. There are the thousands of saints that come with him that have their robes washed, uh, and they have been cleansed, justified, and they have been purified, and they come back righteous and holy. They are those that ride with Christ, and then there is the sect of the armies of God, which have to do with the angelic host. And this is coupled where Jesus returns and executes judgment, and his angels are spread abroad to bring in the good vessels and the wicked vessels. So we understand that angels are going to be involved in this battle of Armageddon. The battle of Armageddon is led again by the beast. What does Jesus do? He immediately takes away the leader of those great armies. And it says in verse 19, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth And their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat upon the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with whom which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. And them that were worshipped him and his image they both were cast alive into the lake of fire to burn with fire and brimstone. And the remnant were slain, and the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceedeth out of his mouth, and all the fowls of the air were filled with their flesh. Now, if you will uh, keep your finger there, we're coming right back there, and go over to Revelations, the uh, 20th chapter, and let's look at... Uh, Verse 13, now the lake of fire is not hell. Somebody say, not hell. The lake of fire is preserved for hell and everyone that's in it. So as terrible and as horrific hell is, it is not the end of all man. Hell is a holding place of the ungodly, the unholy, and the rebellious. And then it says in verse 13, Revelation twenty thirteen, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. In verse 14, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. So this is the second death. Now as bad as the rich man in Luke the 16th chapter wanted out of hell That was just a prelude of the eternal torment that the lake of fire would bring. So, you know, we may think that hell is horrible. It's not even a glimpse to how horrible eternity is in the lake of fire. Now, and then we look down at chapter 20 and verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having